Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Another Friday. Another Friday to bring you the Ball Hog Sports Talk. You know what it is. It's your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Success Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy in the building here with the crew. Um, today's episode is entitled Life Ain't Fair. And for any of you who have been involved with youth sports, you know that you hear all the terms thrown around about fair. If little Johnny ain't starting, that ain't fair. If little Sammy didn't get the ball, it ain't fair. If, if you know, something happens and a referee doesn't make the right call, it ain't fair. And and I experienced that this week. And in the sports world, we experienced, this, this, experienced it this week. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that just I have to tell my young athletes that life ain't fair. We have to tell a bunch of adults this week in the sports world that life ain't fair. You know what it is. It's the Ball Hog Sports Talk where sports, business, and entertainment collide. Come and join us for a dope episode. We're going to do a rough, rugged, and raw. It's the only way we know how to do it. It's the It Ain't Fair. Life Ain't Fair episode of the Ball Hog Sports Talk. Stay tuned. Let's go. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ. A.K.A. the Ball Hog, A.K.A. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt. And enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 go. Yes, indeed, baby. It's another cold Friday in the New Jersey, New York area. Not all of us are in cold weather areas. Some of us are in warm weather areas. I'm hating a little bit. Before I start hating, I should at least congratulate and introduce some of the well, not some of all of the crew. Uh, we're here with my guy, the Big Flow Show. What's up, the Big Flow Show? Yeah, what's good, America? How you doing? Coming to you from a remote location today, without snow. So everybody back in Chicago, my bad. Yeah, remote location <laughs> that is not Chicago. I like that boy. That's you on the you on the watch list and make sure he, he don't tell you exactly where he is. You've been you've been here before. Um and we are also joined by you know who it is, ETP Ellis, the producer. What's up, ETP? How are you, my brother? I'm doing well. Happy Aquarius season. The best season of this of the year. Is it Aquarius season? Is it, yeah, you know that because your birthday is coming up, or you dating Aquarius? How do you know that? I, I know you're a man of. A, I only I only know that because it's the best season. Uh, it's the fifth season. It's the fifth season. Are y'all just reminding y'all? I, yeah, I need uh, I need some good gifts. Are y'all both Aquarius? Do you say the plural of both? Are you both Aquarii? You, <laughs> I don't even know if that's. A, I try. I try. Are you guys both Aquarius? I am. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. We got, we have so many discoveries here on the Ball Hogs Sports Talk, man. Look at y'all, man. Uh, good to know you both Aquarius. So y'all gonna get the same gift this year, the same thing you got <laughs> <Nothing. last year. laughs> nah, nah. But the gift that we got to bring the same gratitude for that gift. <laughs> <laughs> but the gift that we got to bring the people is another action packed show, man. This week has been such a great week. Um, it started off on Sunday with what I think was the best weekend of all time when it comes to NFL football. 
So how dare we? We always start with a look back when it comes to football and the scores of that week. This week, we're looking back to what is arguably the best weekend of NFL football of all time. Most competitive, well, let's say playoff football. Most competitive week of playoff football all time. Now, now, objectively, it was the most competitive in terms of margin of victory. Never from an NFL divisional round playoff stand, standpoint have we ever had a margin of victory so low. The previous record was 18. The margin of victory was, let me do my math, what, three times three is nine plus six is 15. Cumulative. cumulative margin yeah. of victory. Cumulative margin of victory was 15 points. So objectively, it was the most competitive because it, we had never had a margin of victory so low. But now subjectively, opinion-wise, this is what we do in the sports talk world. Let's talk about it. Is this the best weekend of NFL playoff football we've ever had, especially in, in our lifetimes? Let's go at least modern football, our lifetimes. Uh, I don't remember anything even close to it. Every game came down to a field goal, and the – uh, last game also came down to a field goal regulation. It proceeded into overtime. Let's talk about the, the, the coin flip because in this episode of Life Ain't Fair, a lot of the discussion on the heels of what happened in the epic battle of Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen was, we got to do something about overtime. We got to do something about overtime. So let's get in, man. Life Ain't Fair. Was this the best weekend? We can go in order. The Bengals uh, did what I knew that they were going to do. And I don't like to be say I told you so, but but in the spirit of being here on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, having you two gentlemen who Hard to told say that. other you teams. Hard Browns a long time ago. Hard to say I, I did told you Browns. Hey, you I, I, I didn't. I told you it was going to be in the Super Bowl. I didn't mean 22. I meant 23. <laughs> My bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just a year early. But in the, in the spirit of I told you so, uh, I was three out of four of my picks. Humble brag. Uh, but the Bengals – Beat the Titans. I knew y'all thought King Henry was going to come be King Henry. I said he was going to come be a prince. He was not much of a factor. But the, the factor was Ryan Tannehill. In a weekend that features such amazing quarterback play, Ryan Tannehill said, hold my beer. And threw a, 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 a pass in crunch time that makes no sense. Uh, uh, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill's days are numbered. I know Miami Dolphins fans felt really uh, validated and vindicated that they <laughs> – that the Titans lost on a Ryan and Tannehill mistake. Uh, but what a game. The Bengals have arrived. What say you guys? I just realized I was wrong on all my games, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I picked, man, I picked Buffalo. I picked Tampa Bay. I picked Tennessee. What was the other game now? I'm like starting to feel bad about San Francisco and the Rams. Oh, you said all oh, the San Francisco. 49ers and Green Bay was the last one. I, I did pick San Francisco. There you go. You got one. I got yeah. that one wrong. Yeah. You went with Debo. <laughs> I can't yeah. get shut out. You went with Debo. You know what? You did I'll go tell with you Debo. what, though. This is the playoffs that we went into that I said from the beginning. I have no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl. And uh, would you ever go into the season that way? Never. I mean, maybe you may get an upset, but you think, okay, you usually can pick at least one of the Super Bowl people. There's so many people's Super Bowl game that's at home. So many people's Super Bowl uh, champion is at home. Right now, the two number one seeds on both conferences, two both number one seeds. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC, the Packers were the number one seed in the NFC. Both are sitting home, they've gone fishing already. Uh, so I agree with you. Like, people thought Tom Brady was going to go and win it again and be storybook. So I I love it because you know, just like I thought in college football for Georgia to beat Alabama, sometimes it's good to, to not be the storybook ending all the time. 
you know, to get Tom Brady again, to win it again. And I actually didn't root against them, but, you know, it's good that he went down to the wire and lost the game, you know, that happened like that. And obviously he wasn't the, the one that, that, that did, but he, he won't get any blame for that, even though he gets all the credit when the defense wins the Super Bowls. He won't get any blame for the fact that they lost at the end because they'll say he, he can't stop anyone. I do not understand how you get a field goal in that sort of period of time, but I think this is not the year of the defense. Offense wins championships right now. Defense does not. But I can't think of a better playoff. I had to miss a lot of these games, um, unfortunately, for prior engagements. But I caught pieces, and, and I probably what was your prior it. engagement? Let the people know because we are real sports no, fans. I'm a real, I'm a real sports fan, but I try to be a real dad first. There it is, sports the dad. Baby girl what? had volleyball, and the people who run volleyball hate football players, so they <laughs> gave her games at three, five, and seven. So I had a young lady, a, a young mother that was sitting there who. Uh, had a game on one of these one of these real nice big huge phones like the old people phone the real big one and she was watching it and i saw tom brady come back and tie it up and i saw there was only seconds left and i stopped and i talked to a gentleman that was next to me another dad and then she turned she said they lost i thought what the what did they overtime happen that quick i thought i had time to regroup kick flip the coin we lost so i don't know how you messed that up i don't understand how you messed it up but that's well, it in the spirit of the today's episode, life ain't fair. I know that uh, you wanted us to play a violin because you missed the games watching, um, you know, volleyball. But but I can't. I ain't got no violin today because life ain't fair. Uh, and as a sports dad, shout out to you, man. Hats off to you, and 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 good luck to the you know, baby girl. All her volleyball. She's off this weekend, so I'll be watching. Oh, 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 you get to watch the conference championship. They were nice to you, man. They were nice uh, to me. <laughs> ETP. Uh, I don't even know where to start in terms of what questions to ask because it was so action-packed when it comes to the football component of it. You just mentioned the football coin, Big Flo. Uh, you you also mentioned Tom Brady and tying the game up in an unthinkable fashion. As much as I hate Tom Brady, at no point did I and, I – and also, that was the only game I didn't watch. I had to listen to that one on the radio because I was coming back from an AAU basketball game, sports that. But, but – at no point did I think that somehow, some way, they were not going to win that game. And mathematically, mathematically, there was no reason for Tampa Bay to be in that game. And 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 although they came up short, the Tom Brady phenomenon, the impact that he has on, and I want to oversell it, but but there was no reason for Tampa Bay to be in that game. And the only thing that kept everybody believing that Tampa Bay was going to somehow figure it out was that Tom Brady was on the roster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And lo and behold, although he didn't do the things, you know, that they needed to do, he, he didn't cause the fumble, he didn't pick it up. He, but but still, it was just like, because you have Tom Brady, you still have a chance. And I know that you're a Patriots fan, but but it seems as though he's got some sort of spell over the entire league. He makes things happen that shouldn't happen. Uh, he came up short. Yes, he did. Uh, but but now we're talking about whether or not he's going to retire. Do you think he's going to retire? Uh, was this a way for him to go out? And although it wasn't on top, it was it was still in dramatic fashion when no one thought he should have even been in the game, considering that the Rams were up, I think, 27 to 3 at one point. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or they were up big at one point. Uh, what say you? You know, it's. I think Tom Brady, it, it's hard, right? Because it, the game, the way he, if he goes out, if this is his last, you know, the last time we see him on a field, it was respectable, right? It did, he didn't get the right side of the deal, but it was totally respectable 
Do I see him coming back and, and getting another Super Bowl? I think the risk is higher that he looks more human after this game than he than he does, right? So if he does walk, but I just think he's too competitive. I think he's too he's too addicted to the game. He's too addicted to winning. I, I can't see him not coming back because he's I mean he's at the top of his game. He's he's basically the, the league MVP again at 44 years one old. A. I give him one A. I'm give I'm still giving it to conversation. I can't there's no way he can retire. I mean, look at Ben Roethlisberger. You want to take him out the pasture and just say, all right, Ben, you know, just watch him walk off into the sunset and never come back. Like, he's old and rickety. You know when he wakes up, he has a handful of pills he has to swallow just to get out of bed. Tom looks like he gets out of the bed and plays tennis before practice. Right, right. You know I mean? Yeah. I don't think – I still think he – but but if there's anyone that's going to walk off with no question as to whether or not he can still do it at a high competitive level, it would be Tom Brady. Right, because he's not he to that next year, and he could do it the year before after that. and leave. That's what you do in your thirties. You leave and say, I'm, "I got so much more to do in life." He's pot committed now. He's one of those military guys that says, "I'm a lifer. I'm going to retire from here." He's forty four years old. You can, now you go out. You got to go out with crutches. I mean, that's pretty much. It. It, I think that, that that a lot of NFL fans are grasping onto the idea that Tom Brady is coming back because we we feel as though when you're playing at such a high level why wouldn't you especially when you got some NFL quarterbacks and starting roles that are just god awful and then you got Tom Brady at 44 years old who's playing out of his mind but again the name of today's show is life ain't fair but I know we want him to stay because he's yeah. still playing the top but him saying, "Look, man, I gotta go speak to my wife. I want to do other things." He's yeah. he I, has opportunities that the the common person like that like us we ain't got. Yeah, it. yeah so, but he also he doesn't want to do anything else if he if he doesn't have to. And and I think really it's gonna come down to how the organization retools. You know, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Back to back is almost impossible. You know, it's only happened a few times. I really think you know the AB implosion. So I think it'll it'll it would be I think it'll be a hybrid, but more about the pieces around them, what their chances are to win. Because I don't think he wants to. He won't want to underperform what he can do. He won't his. He won't want his team to underperform. So if he doesn't see that path to a championship, I think that's what what'll push him over the edge. So it'll, it's like a little bit out of his hands. Got it. Um, so there was another quarterback. Um, because you talk about life ain't fair. If Tom Brady was to retire, imagine that Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger being enshrined in the Hall of Fame in the exact same year. They're, they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. But talk about being overshadowed. Like, Ben Roethlisberger would not want to be. Ben, yeah, Ben's got to ask, hey, man, just wait a year. Man. Just wait one more year, man. Please. Make my speech got to go like, first. They, they would forget that I was even enshrined. Um, but but there was another game with another quarterback that is also in the MVP conversation. Well, I think she win the MVP, despite the outcome of the division round playoff game. Um, it was a game that I thought that they would win because of the weather. And I could argue that they lost because of the weather. Now, everyone's blaming Aaron Rodgers. And look, I took sort of egg on the face because I I chose Aaron Rodgers. But let me just say this. Mercedes Lewis, uh, the tight end, fumbles a ball. They're in the red zone. They fumble the ball. They're going in to score again. So it would have been, you know, they've been up two scores. Um, uh, They they settle for... A lot of a lot of mismanagement in terms of clock and all of that. Not making excuses for them. The special teams was a a, a, 
I've never seen such abysmal play when it comes to a special teams unit. That was the worst ever we've seen a special teams unit play in the playoffs, my humble opinion. Like, they gift wrapped the game. Um, but everyone's blaming Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's saying that, uh, yet again, discount double check couldn't get it done. Uh, and maybe rightly so. Everyone's questioning whether or not he's going to be in Green Bay again. But the legacy question is now starting to come. He only has one Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy took a lot of that blame. Now they've moved on, and there's still questions, right, because you got the floor, but there's still questions about discount double check. Uh, although the episode is Life Ain't Fair, I ask, is it fair that Aaron Rodgers is getting most of the blame that the Packers came up short yet again? Absolutely. Okay. Why? Absolutely. <clears throat> you got to score more than a touchdown, my friend. I mean, I just talked. I just told you, Mercedes Lewis fumbles the ball. Is on first down. He throws a pass to the tight end on a play action. They're going in to score, and that would have been, you know, at that point, fourteen zero. I agree that you should score more than seven points, but guess what? That's seven more points than the 49ers scored, and uh, offensively, and um, you know, it is what. Stop. Pause. They don't have Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers, so I mean. Look what look what your boy Tom Brady does. We talked about maybe he's gonna step away from the game. He comes back, pop, 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 pop. They get 20, they you know, three, four touchdowns in the game. You're not gonna hold the great in one Florida. Back. In Florida, there was inclement weather, man. It was a freaking That's monsoon out there. He spent most of his life. It still doesn't life. change the fact that there's gonna be things that like Mercedes Lewis fumbles because of the, of the weather. And you the weather got significantly worse. The, the weather got significantly worse in quarters two through four. Right, it wasn't snowing in the first quarter, and they were moving the ball easily. All right, now you look at what happens to the the weather in in quarters two through four, and we're just gonna say it doesn't matter because again, this is the life ain't fair episode. I well, well I mean, we can't take physics out of, of football though. There's still physics. Does, does the shark say he didn't catch the seal because it was wet out? No, because the shark is, lives in the water. <laughs> <laughs> The shark Think about it. It doesn't really affect him. So all I'm saying is, if you're in Green Bay, man, that's how he's golfed in weather like that. He's had barbecues in weather like that. Maybe extreme, but I get your point. To be the discount double check, tell everybody, I own you. I own you. Where's all that non-vaccinated tough guy stuff? You know, I mean, everyone's everyone's mad at him again. Life ain't fair episode. Everyone's mad at him because of the vaccine. Everyone, I mean, I think he took a little more heat than. T- Let me be very clear. Aaron Rodgers was absolutely not the reason that they lost that game. Now, others will say, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers didn't figure out a way to make sure that they won that game. He okay. needs to be the reason that they won. That's ultimately what it comes down to. He needed to be the reason they won. But the conversation is squarely on Aaron Rodgers, who had very little to do with why they lost. He gave them everything that they needed to win, up 10 points and was moving the ball before the weather changed and was still figuring out a way to, to, to have his team in position to win. And a block punt? Yeah. A block punt is what, what ends the game? Because let's be honest, Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense couldn't move the ball either. Yeah. Because both teams were weather restricted. I mean, it was bad. It was bad offensive football when the snow started on both sides. Right. The only thing you can't do is get your dog on pump block and a special teams coach that just he 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 failed the moment. His unit failed the moment. 
Um, but again, life ain't fair. Aaron Rodgers, if you're gonna be the guy, you gotta take the pressure, you gotta take the, the center of attention. But he wasn't the reason they lost that game. Shout out to Tom Herzog. Appreciate you uh picking up the show this morning. Big supporter of our show. Uh Tom said, if you're gonna be the guy, you gotta be the guy. You're gonna get all the credit in the world. We talk about Tom Brady's legacy and all the Super Bowls, but if we go through Super Bowl by Super Bowl, by Super Bowl I can give you the reason why he won. And a lot of times it's not because of Tom Brady. It's because someone picked it off in the end zone. Somebody lined up off sides. But at the end of the day, he's the leader of that team, second to the coach. He's the leader of that team. And he gets all the blame and all the credit. So, yeah, he can't make him block the punt. <clears throat> but he came up short. It shouldn't come down to one last play. It shouldn't come down to one play. You are the man. It was you versus Garoppolo. Garoppolo went to Eastern Michigan or Eastern Illinois. Garoppolo, you know, couldn't make it, couldn't be the guy in uh in in uh in New England. Had to come back out here. It's you against him. He won. Bottom line, that's your record. He's lost every time he's played, uh, and he's got an abysmal uh 500 playoff record. And that's what the Super Bowl where you go undefeated. So besides that, he's had an abysmal playoff record. He's gone 0 and 4 against San Francisco, and that's you, man. I don't care. That's you. Well, now you talking about let's go. Now you talking about let's get up out of here. Yeah, take your ball and leave. Let's go. Let's be fair, man. First of all, his record in the playoffs also has something to do with the fact that a lot of times they have home court, uh, home field advantage. So he had a bye this year. He doesn't get credit for the win, but it's a bye, right? Because of how well he played through the regular season. I'm not, I, and I know you're a Bears fan. He was somebody, better. He was the favorite team the next week. But go ahead and didn't didn't do it. Well. He was the favorite team next week, but they don't just give you a bye because they don't have anything else to do. They give you a bye because you've earned it. And the way right he played in MVP status this year earned that team a bye. But that's At the least that's fair. That's the thing, though, right? You play like that all season, but then I mean, I, he was twenty for twenty nine. You know, he, he's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but at yeah, but at the same time, like you, if you're not delivering at that level into the postseason, then you have to take some responsibility that you weren't able to deliver. Some I agree with some. Do you and and, and you're the guy. You're like you are the guy. <laughs> I just thought that 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 look, and I, I'm not here to protect and defend Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I just think that when you have a, a an MVP season and in a course of I would say three quarters, because in the first quarter, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. He was dominant. It was before the weather really started getting really, really bad. Dominant. They have 10 he points. He was dominant. Yeah. Now he was in the first quarter. Why? I, I, first I'm being clear. Just in the first quarter. I'm sorry. The first quarter. Are you dominant with no touchdowns? No, they scored in the first quarter. No, they, I'm they talking scored. about no passing touch. He had no touch. He 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 threw, threw no the ball touchdown. to the half yard line. or Whatever it was, a, it, like he he had a very good first quarter. Okay, He's, he had as many touchdown passes as I did. But go ahead. <laughs> and they were going in again. Mercedes Lewis fumbles the ball. He was he was playing well in the first quarter. Before okay. the weather. All I'm right. saying is that it just seems interesting that everyone's putting the blame on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, if you have an MVP season, you have to have an MVP season every playoff game. Like, fact. that's your responsibility. Fair. Fair. Look, in this episode, Life Ain't Fair, I would say that that is fair. I just thought that the conversation, because there's a lot of blame to go around. There's a special teams coach that we still don't know his name. We don't know his name. After we saw what was probably the worst special teams performance by an NFL team ever, if not ever, at least ever in the playoffs, like that was bad. That was really, really, really bad. Like yeah. on all fronts. 
And they only had 10 players on the field when San Francisco comes out to win the game with an extra point. So he's looking for employment. Yeah, that guy's looking he, for employment. It was bad. It was bad. It was just really, really bad. We still don't know his name. And I guess that's just kind of where the, the Bears are like to hire him. Yeah. Uh, I hope that, that uh, somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers thinks that Cleveland is a better spot to be than uh, Green Bay. Probably won't happen. Uh, but who knows? AFC, uh, so so then we had the the, the Rams and Bucks. We talked about it already. And then there was the game of all games. You had Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. And what is going to go down as an instant classic, an epic battle of the two prominent young quarterbacks in the NFL, right? We're, we talked about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. They old school, right? They 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 got 80s pictures. They got Olin Mills took their school pictures. Now we fast forward where school pictures happen on Instagram. You got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. You got the new age, the new generation of quarterbacks, and they absolutely delivered. After three games where the visiting team uh, depends on a walk-off field goal to win the game, after three games, you have the night game on Sunday where you have Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, all the pressure because at that point we had already dubbed this as the most amazing NFL division round playoff weekend ever, and they delivered. They delivered. They absolutely delivered. Josh Allen, bro, respect. The Buffalo Bills, no, you came up short yet again, but respect. And I've enjoyed all the TikTok videos watching Buffalo Bills fans are going crazy knowing that they had scored and won the game, boy. I mean, the, the amount of wings consumed in that time where the score <laughs> between that and that 13 seconds, boy, it, it, you know, the Buffalo had done it, baby. They had done it. That special team coach gets special mention too for not making him feel that that ball and make him get a couple seconds off. He gets but, to be, if, if you make him, but it, here's my thing with that. Everyone's saying it now. We, we hindsight is always 2020. Yes, maybe that would have happened, but maybe but it if, broke it. <laughs> right, it could have broke it. You don't give him a chance to return it. Or maybe, right, if you squib it and it doesn't get to where you want it to be, you've it now cut the field in half where they only need one play. The truth of the matter well, is, is option C, just send your defense out there and tell them not to play. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go down the field and just score. I mean, the defense ain't got no blame in none of these games. When you talk about defense wins championships, ain't nobody saying up like it was 13 seconds. This is a all you had to do, all oh, yeah. you had to do is just make sure that they didn't get in field goal range in 13 seconds. Stop yeah. them twice. <laughs> well, see, that's that's the opposite. That's the that's the polar opposite of what Aaron Rodgers did, right? Patrick Mahomes came in and he's the guy, and he made it happen. I mean, yeah. obviously Tyreek Hill, unreal, but so good. It's crazy. It's crazy. But <laughs> so good. I want to. I'm I'm mad they won because how do they get a pass to still be the one the Chiefs, but they still do the tomahawk chop and the in the chanting and this racist business, but we don't say nothing. Nobody's saying anything about this anything. while the other team has to change their name. So I hope they lose next week. <laughs> we go, uh, no, no, both brothers, team, man, in, in both games that the defensive decisions just blew my mind. Uh, Tampa Bay, after you tied that game, like how do you let Cup get behind you? I just don't know. Everybody knows that he's gonna throw. Everybody knows. 
That's Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, who was, who was considered for every job, uh, has, has had a head coach job with the, the Jets before, but is considered for every job this year. Todd Bowles. And then Buffalo. How in 13 seconds? That's Leslie Frazier, who's also been a, a head coach before and being considered again. Like I, I love my brothers. I do. I love both of those coaches. But how does that happen? Especially with 13 seconds left. That special teams coach, maybe he could have done something, man. But to take a perfect squib, I, I don't like the risk of the perfect squib. Yes, it would have taken two seconds off. But two seconds ain't enough to give a 20-yard delta between kicking it out of the end zone. And, like, to me, the 20 yards is more important than the two seconds there. They had two timeouts. You have to think that 13 seconds is not enough. <laughs> you got to think that, man. In an NFL game, that we say defense wins championships, all you got to do is play enough defense in 13 seconds to get us on up out of here, and they didn't do it. Um, and so then it comes down to this. In this episode of Life Ain't Fair, should the NFL change how they do overtime? Because it came down to a flip of a coin, and, and and they have changed the rules such that if the team who gets the ball first kicks a field goal, then the opposing team gets an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but they have not changed the rules such that the team that gets the ball first, if they score, game over. And yeah. so it, it was very clear that the offenses could not be stopped. So when they got when they won that coin toss, it sort of felt like, oh, this is over. Because neither defense could stop. Yeah. Either of those quarterbacks at that point, they were hot. They were on fire. Yeah. Um, it's should tough. the NFL review it? Should it, they change how they do overtime? Is that unfair? Uh, because the fans have said that was just unfair. We didn't get a chance to see Josh Allen again. And, of course, all the Buffalo fans said this is just not fair that he didn't get another chance. So I ask you, gentlemen, is it fair? Does the NFL need to change how they do overtime? I think they, I think they need to look at it. I, I get the idea of – this is, you know, if I can score a touchdown on you, it's over, right? But the other side of it is in a playoff game and you think, if, like, if you're on the defense of one of the teams and you don't get to actually be part of deciding who wins that game, you know, the, the defense or the offense of the other team, right? So if uh, so, Buffalo, they just have to say what could have been. So it is, it's unfair. I get the idea of, like, Look, if I can score a touchdown down on you, then I deserve to win. But the, it does come down to the coin toss. I think they need to review it. That's fine. I think it's fine for uh, regular season. You know, gives people something more, more. You know, because you got the more of a schedule. There's more games to watch. You can close that game out. But this is for all the marbles. A coin toss is ultimately what decided, it, and they were they were not being stopped. Have the Bulls? Have the Bills punted in in like two years at this point? They, they just scored touchdowns. So I think they need to review it, and especially when it's so consequential to who's going to ultimately potentially be the Super Bowl representative. I, I like that. Uh, what's up, my man Cheeky Black, a.k.a. Randy Watson, says that's a good rule for regular season, but playoffs, it should be changed. Both teams should possess the ball once. Uh, I don't really like rules changing in the playoffs. If you're going to change it, change it, right? Because at the end of the day, like. Yeah. But you can't tie in the playoffs, right? You could tie no because season. somebody has to advance. But that's what that's, I'm saying. That's a that's a rule difference a rule with the change. regular season. <clears throat> that one's slightly different because two teams can't advance. That's just a, a, right. a you could tie in the regular makes, season. That's what makes the playoffs different. I mean, yeah. soccer is the same way, right? If you know soccer, you watch everybody's got ties on their record. They're, you know, there's three digits in their in their record. 
But then when it comes to the playoffs, I got to go to penalty kicks because you have to have a winner. So right. I don't really like – I think we're an overreaction society. We take one example and we go, oh, my God, we need to change the rules. But I, I, I would say after listening to to, uh, to Ellis and, and, uh, and uh, Sheldon, you're right. For the playoffs, maybe you should give both people a chance. But in, in, in general, it's like to say whoever won the coin type is going to win the game. You can still play D now. I mean, there's no there's no rule saying that they have to score every time. Yeah. You can still play some D. Right, right. right? You can change, You can make an adjustment. You can bet, <laughs> put a ball in the air. You can get a pick. Play ball. I don't know if you guys watch Coach Thirty, but if you don't, you should. I love uh, Coach Thirty. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. The social media sensation, Coach 30, who's got uh, all of these skits and he makes fun of people, a.k.a. he creates a simulated film session. For those who do not know who Coach 30 is, do yourself a favor and go find him on social media. He's very funny. Go ahead. Yeah, but he shows you that game and sees whatever. And there's some there's some bonehead plays in there. If you watch, there's, there's a play where Buffalo scores a touchdown and one DB pulls the other DB off of him. I mean, like, there's some bad, bad plays that resulted in touchdowns on the yeah. defense. They didn't have to play that bad. So you get out there and you just play some, you know, button up championship. There's somebody on there who's going to be considered an all-time great, well, maybe not, on one of those defenses that needs to step up and make a play. Great players yeah. make great plays. So I don't know. But for the playoffs, I could see maybe seeing both people get a chance. It's great for TV. I'd love to see a quadruple overtime game in the playoffs. That would be fantastic. That yeah. game, I was mad when it was over. So Right. It's for the, I mean, that's what I mean. You have the space and the time to do it. Why not let it let it play out? Uh, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think that they should look. The rules are the rules of the rules of the rules. If 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 Leslie Frazier and his defense can't make the necessary adjustments, because you got four quarters worth of game field, go make an adjustment and figure out a way. Get a sack. Do a sack strip. If they were to have a pick six and score, then you know Kansas City goes home with their head down. They don't get another chance to come back and score. It, it, it to me, especially in this episode, we titled it. Life ain't fair. But in this case, it is fair because you have a chance to stop him. I know it was very tough because you got, you know, Travis Kelsey out there. You got doggone the cheater Tyreek Hill. You you got Eric BNB calling the plays. Andy Reid being an overseer of those plays. You got Patrick Mahomes orchestrating the whole thing. Like he Ray Charles, baby. He rocking that doggone thing. He orchestrating it. So I know it's tough. Life is tough, man. Life ain't fair. I don't. I don't agree. Now, I also don't agree that we all talking about Josh Allen, baby. There was somebody on the other side of it. it you know, you, you got a dude who broke the NFL record, four touchdowns in one game. Gabe Davis, who I had never really known who he was before this game. We ain't even talking about him. So you talk about life ain't fair as a receiver, former receiver. Because I ain't going out there getting hit by nobody no more. As a former receiver, I find it odd that ain't nobody even talking about Gabe Davis. Four touchdowns in one game. There had to be somebody on the other end on them passes, man. So it's just life ain't fair. Of course we're going to talk about Josh Allen because it fits a narrative about his battle with Patrick Mahomes. If it's a narrative to ask whether or not he's the heir apparent of an Aaron Rodgers, if this is the heir apparent of a, 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 a saga like Rodgers versus Brady, when we look at Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, uh, but life ain't fair, man. I, I don't think that they should, should, should change the rules because the playoffs. Yes, the rule change in terms of there has to be a winner makes sense because who's going to play this week? But I, I, I'm, I'm like, look, bro, call tails, or if you call tails, call heads. 
You know, blame, hey, let's let's blame the coin. Blame the yeah. coin. If we Who's if we don't coin? blame, let's go all out. Was that a Buffalo nickel? That should have been a man. Buffalo nickel. That's the problem. You got special teams. Maybe you add a position to special teams. Coin flipper. Coin picker. Hey, look, why the special team coach didn't call it on side? You should have. We all know you're supposed to flip it right handed. <laughs> all that stuff. That hey, that's how. That, but that's how extreme it is to tell me you are gonna change rules in the playoffs. Nah, man, the rules are the rules, bro. Get with it or get here or, or move on. Uh, uh, great game though. I, I I I tease about whether or not we should change the rules, but I do not tease about. That was a phenomenal game. Uh, the icing on the cake, the exclamation point to a great NFL division around playoff weekend. Uh, looking forward to AFC NFC championship. Um, we have the AFC is the first game on Sunday at 3 p.m. You got the Bengals going to Arrowhead to take on that same Patrick Mahomes, that same formidable offense. Who do you got? You know what it is. I want you on record because y'all like the y'all, you know, you know, some people like the it, when it's two minutes left. I told you, so I want to get it on record. Who you got? Uh, I'll start with you, ETP, uh, AFC championship game. The Bengals got to take their show on the road. They proved that they are not bothered by that, by going and taking on the number one seed in the AFC Titans. And, and now we saying we remember the Titans, but they no longer in the playoffs. So the Bengals don't have an issue with that. Who you got? Bengals so, versus Chiefs. So I had the Titans going. Obviously, Derrick Henry, I think he was a little bit more banged up than they cared to disclose, but I'll, I'll give it to the Bengals. You know, they made it happen. So since they beat my pick and I'm also a, I'm a, I'm an avid cigar smoker. So uh, I always like Joe to cool. see, <laughs> I like Joe cool. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Got it. I like it. Cincinnati over the, over the chiefs. Uh, who do you have? That would be an upset. Um, who do you have the big flow show? You know, I'm going to have to say this. You know, I I, I thought that the, the, the Chiefs had, had messed around the season and lost the mojo and, and Mahomes there, but I realized he was just practicing scenarios and getting his throws right from every angle. And um, Tyree Hill, I just think he's special, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know who's going to stop that dude. I mean, it would be special to see Joe Burrow come over and take over, and I do kind of like the – I do like him, but I, I got to go with the Chiefs. You on the Chiefs? All right, let's go over to the NFC, and I'm I'm saving mine because I'm gonna release my picks. So the chance I, I you know you He's guys are picks next week this time. Next pick, yeah, I'm gonna tell you who I pick after the results. <laughs> uh, I got we have a new partnership with uh you know the life the, the what is it called the so much uh, or oh, the life cipher there it is um but but I've got to release my picks there but but chances are well it's obvious because y'all are on different NIL sides deal. did you go out and get an NIL deal I got an this? NIL deal for the squad okay. baby. the ball is official with a, with an NIL okay. deal all right so the NFC side who you got man because now we got a, a an all California NFC championship game the 49ers have to they won't be they, they'll be on a plane because I don't know how long it takes to drive from San Fran to LA uh, but I, I imagine it's a long time uh, so they're gonna get on that plane and drive and, and fly just due south to LA. Uh, you have the 49ers going to LA to play in SoFi. Will they then be playing two weeks later in the Super Bowl in SoFi, or will it be a home game in the Super Bowl with the LA Rams winning the NFC Championship? I'm gonna start with you on this one, the Big Flow Show. Who you got? 49ers versus Rams. I'm gonna say Rams by 17. By 17, You're, it ain't gotta be close. Not gonna be close. Ooh. Somebody get Debo on the phone. 
They're gonna beat that because no Aaron Donald's gonna be best friends with uh with Garoppolo and Garoppolo's not gonna be able to respond. And I just think that offense is gonna be Stafford's been held back all these years out there in Detroit, man. You know, you get out there, you finally if I just had, if I just had Detroit's had a long line of people. If they just had somebody, they could have been somebody. Megatron, if he would have been on a different team, could have done something. Barry Sanders could have been somebody else if he was on a different team. And now Stafford's showing you that's absolutely right. Give me a different team. So you said they're gonna blow him out. Craig right now. You fight back to Debo. You fight, you fight Debo. I see it. You said they're gonna beat him up. Okay. Uh let's see if they can beat Craig and beat up on Debo. Although I don't know if Debo Samuels is scheduled to play because he did get hurt at the end of that game in Green Bay. Uh so you've got LA winning big. Uh ETP Elster producer, who you got? You got 49ers traveling to LA for an NFC championship game. It's gonna be California love. Uh, 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 uh. Who you I, got? I, I, I want to say something totally different, but I can't. This is gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly. LA Rams. It's and it's and the irony of this is we're talking about the best weekend in NFL playoffs I think it's the Rams and it's not close and then the Super Bowl is going to be one of the most boring Super Bowls because the Rams are going to walk on the Bengals and Mahomes ain't going to get a champ a Super Bowl so I got to go with LA I'm going go upset LA. special but there are no like Rams fans man like this is just not no matter who wins this isn't going to be an exciting Super Bowl <laughs> All right, so you guys have that game being a lot more lopsided than Vegas because uh, Kansas City is a seven-point favorite in the latest. Uh, I'll take 13. I'll say uh, by 13, make it. You're saying by 13. <laughs> but Vegas has L.A. Uh, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the 49ers. They got that game closer than the AFC Championship game, but y'all disagree. All right. Um, that is going to end our NFL debate. Uh, and I know ETP. Uh, you're going to be getting out of here soon, so um, wish you well. Any parting shots, man? The NFL topics that I wanted to make sure. You got A.B. saying that potentially now he's got to go sue the Bucks because they offered him $200,000 to enter into a psych ward. No, not, not, it's not a psych ward, but uh, the the mental health, whatever, uh, whatever they asked him to do, they were going to pay him $200,000. Sean Payton leaving um, – the Saints, they are parting ways. That's what happens for white coaches. They part ways. They don't get fired. And then Ben Roethlisberger retired. Uh, any of those parting shots you want to touch on before you get out of here today? Yeah, I wish y'all would pay me $200,000 to say that I have mental health issues because I'll go on the record right now. So it's a, you know, AB saga never ends. He's got to deal with Kanye West now. So it's, it's just getting more and more uh, interesting. But We'll see him on the Cowboys next year. <laughs> All right, my man. Really appreciate your contributions. We'll see you next week. Um, my man, the Big Flow Show, and I are going to ride out with a few more topics, but we'll catch you next All week, right. my brother. Be Peace well. Weekend. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Uh, All right, man. So, And then there were two. And it's down to us. Any of the other topics? A.B., Ben Robinsberger, Sean Payton, did you want to touch on before we got it? We're going to go lightning around and get into some other topics. We got NBA conversation. We got MLB Hall of Fame that we got to talk about. Uh, anything NFL related that you want to discuss? Uh, I know that you're not a, a Steelers fan, but Ben Roethlisberger. No, I like Steelers. I like you, Steelers. You like Steelers. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Does yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he's first battle Hall of Fame, but 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 where does he rank? I, I posted something and someone said he ranks second all time with sexual assault. <laughs> But he's top, top 
10, five or some statistically, some something ridiculous, like higher than I expected that they talked about his stats. Now, I will say that Ben Roethlisberger got some real interesting treatment. A lot of times, you don't see, they, they, they treated him the way they treated Kobe when he died. They want to bring out his dirt right away, stuff right. that he didn't get convicted of. Now, I, ter- I, I choose to believe that Ben Roethlisberger was a dirtbag, but um, he wasn't convicted of it. So, they, well, they sure, they sure pulled that. I don't dude. think that there's a, I don't, I don't that's think there's a criminal opinion. code against being a dirtbag. A dirtbag, yeah, right. But that's just my opinion. I feel like the media came out there like, all right, they, they went after him. So I was like, okay. So I kind of had a little soft spot for him, man. You know what I'm saying? He get tra- mistreated so by the media. I feel yeah, it. Like, that. They, they jumped on you first day. You barely first day, baby. There, but. Hey, I don't, I don't even let you smell your roses, baby. And you're gonna remember these allegations. Yeah, there ain't no roses here. They put some weeds on your on your casket. But at the end of the day, yeah, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, kind of just a gutty player. Um, you know, uh, Jerome Bettis once you know said, "I don't want a Super Bowl without Ben Roethlisberger." If you see Jerome Bettis had a uh, walk off into the sunset moment to end his football career by winning a Did Super Bowl it. in Detroit, but that almost never happened because of himself. He fumbled the ball. And the guy picks it up and runs, and a gutty rookie or first or second year quarterback runs down and makes the tackle. They stop him on defense and they win. Otherwise, that storybook is a, a totally different ending. But you got to look at him and say, six-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champ, uh, rookie of the year, a great record, 165, 81 and one record. Some damn ties. Um, you change the rules, but. I, you know, that's a that's a blemish, that one. They should just erase the one. But anyway, long story short, I, yeah, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. Never had a losing season. Never had a losing Never season. Yeah, uh, which is impressive. Um, so shout out to you, Ben Roethlisberger, man. Off to the sunset, man. You make sure that you keep yourself on the up and upright um, because those allegations were pretty ugly. Sean Payton parting ways with New Orleans means that somebody is going to probably, maybe the Cowboys, uh, get themselves quite a coach. Sean Payton's done a great job there. Um, but he has not won a Super Bowl since 2009. It seems like they're always in contention. And I know my man Cheeky Black is on here, a big New Orleans Saints fan. But yeah, Sean Payton lose. leaving. Be careful what you say. You don't lose fans on this show. I've never seen a bigger NFL fan for a specific team than, than Sheldon Jordan. Yeah, but, and I'm not saying anything negative. I'm saying anything, everything positive about Sean Payton. But the the it just seems weird that he only has one Super Bowl. We talked about it from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint. Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints are always in the discussion. I mean, they've had some squads. You know, Drew Brees had a run there too, right? Like, it seems as though uh, they have more success than they did. Uh, but Sean Payton, they're parting ways. You get to a point where how much further can this relationship go? So it does seem like an amicable split. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and, I, and he deserves he's, that. He's going to be in their ring of whatever they do. You know, they're gonna He's got to be in their ring of honor. Yeah, he's so that's that's why, you know, you said it earlier, um, you know, uh, which is true. You know, black coaches get fired and and and, and uh, white coaches part ways. Part ways, but, yeah. Sean Payton is, is, regardless, with his resume and what he's done and just his – the way he carries himself, everything he deserves a, a an honorable discharge to say he parts ways. So I had to agree with that. You don't fire a Sean Payton. You know what I'm no. saying? He's he's a he's a he's a great guy. I wish the Bears could have scooped him up. We'd like to have a homegrown guy come back over here. But we picked a guy whose last name I can't even. I don't even want to talk about it. 
Let's move on. Yeah, it, that's what y'all do, man. Bears gonna be bears. Um, let's go to, you know, let's go, to, let's, go to, let's move on to NBA. Uh, before we move on to NBA, like I ask you every week, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe on both our YouTube channel and wherever you consume your podcasts. Uh, bears are run by a guy named Eberflus. Eber, Eber, who? Eberflus. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> We were ever flus to lose the game today. Man, what? Come on, man. Ever flus? You, you shouldn't discriminate against names unless your name is Ever flus. <laughs> That's what you can play. Now, nah, we was going to hire you, man, but we can't even pronounce that, man. Uh, we shall see. Uh, that's good intel right there. That, that, I, I want to read that in real time. My man Cheeky Black, aka Randy Watson, says uh, he does think that Sean Payton ends up coaching in Dallas. Ooh, now that's some tea right there. That's pinky. Really, that's pinky worthy T right there. We shall see. Uh, I do think that Jerry Jones has to look for something else, and Sean Payton would be the some, something else that would electrify that fan base. Not as though they need anything to continually electrify them because they just, how about Jim Cowboy? They figure out a way um, to be electrified. But I do think Sean Payton would do a great job there. So, uh, in the spirit of hating, I hope they don't get Sean Payton. I really hope they don't get Sean Payton. Um, Stefanski. And my Cleveland Browns, I just wanted to mention y'all here because it's really not newsworthy. But uh, the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is balling out of control right now just hurts. It just, it just, you know. Uh, anyway, I digress. That dog, Baker. Let's move to the NBA, man, because we got some good stuff in NBA. Uh, the All-Star selection came out and the starters have been announced. Um, the two top vote getters in both conferences, no surprise there, were LeBron, who absolutely deserves it, playing out of his mind, and KD. The conversation that we did not have this week, but I do want to have it at some point, is what is more impressive? LeBron at in his 19th year at whatever, 38 years old, or 37, or 38, however old he is, playing it at his level, worthy of being the top vote getter in the West. Is that more impressive than Tom Brady having arguably an MVP season at 44 years old? And 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 you know, I I, I raised this on a thread of mostly basketball players, and they immediately was like, Oh, it's LeBron, it's LeBron, it's LeBron. I was like, but LeBron ain't getting hit. He's like, Yeah, but you know, uh Tom Brady don't have to play no defense. I'm like, he don't have to play defense, but you gotta you gotta you know, you gotta bring eleven people together. Like you it's just more to do as a quarterback than than you have to do in basketball. Uh, so we're gonna have that conversation one day. We're gonna table no. that one. I, your immediate response table. to that. What's more impressive? Stop it, uh, LeBron. LeBron is LeBron's leading the NBA in scoring. He might get a scoring title. He's going down blocking shots, dunking on people. Tom Brady, there's a reason why he's 37 and we're talking about him. You just NBA. argued that he should get an MVP this year. That's easy to get? I think, I'm think i saying LeBron is way better. I know, but you argued in an earlier segment that Tom Brady should win the MVP okay. of the NFL. Here's what I'm saying is you're saying what's more impressive. There's been, uh, there's been plenty of 40-year-old football players LeBron winning MVPs, who? Uh, not winning MVPs, but at the same time, he doesn't have to play like he doesn't have to play D. He barely gets tackled. If someone touches, he got a little bloody lip. He cried for the whole time, cussed the rep out because somebody touched his face. I can't believe they touched me. I was it's not in my contract to be touched. And he's throwing the ball to people doing all the dirty work. Now I think he's a great player, and I think he definitely is impressive at 44. But let's not get it twisted. LeBron is 37 years old. Most of his life has been on an NBA court. Right, he started NBA at 17, 18 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. Most of his life, he's been playing at an NBA level, getting hit, 
getting knocked down, you know, twisting ankles, doing all kind of stuff like that. And he's leading the NBA in scoring. Yeah. And, and, the NBA in scoring. But you're telling me that, that, that Tom Brady, you just minimize Tom Brady's. Let, let uh, Tom Brady leave the NFL in receiving or rushing at that age. And then there's no conversation. But, fair, fair, fair <laughs> I guess. But but the body, the, the body, and it just shows how much more demanding from a physical standpoint football is. That's why what Adrian Peterson is doing is amazing. You can't do that at that age of football because of how the demanding aspects of the physical aspects of football, you can't do it. Not a running back and wide receiver. But you just minimize, all right, Tom Brady doesn't get hit. Man, the rules have changed such that LeBron don't get touched. You get kicked out of the game, LeBron get touched. Look, Tom Brady has way more chance to get hit. And when I talk about hit, for real hit, there's defensive linemen that are six foot freaking five, 350 pounds, running on 4'4", running after that man, who their only dream in life is to knock the living life out of Tom Brady. Yes, they got to lead with the shoulder. Yes, it's got to be below the head. But it still is not feeling like, uh, you know, butterflies and glitter when a defensive lineman at 6'5", 350-something pounds comes and hits you. And he's 44, bro. How old are you? I'm 44. If you hit me, I'm pulling out my gun. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a simple question. You go outside right now, you can play catch with your son, right? Can I play catch? Yes. If he goes out for a fade route, decent chance to hit him. Decent chance. You can throw the same fade now, probably similar that you could about five, ten years ago, right? More than likely, yes. When's the last time you dunked a basketball? <laughs> I can go dunk one right now. Okay. Can we? I don't have anywhere to be. Can we? Can we get the, the camera outside? Can somebody? I the I, would, I just did it uh, a month ago, off the, a torn abductor. That, that was my point to the the same group. It's like being able to dunk a basketball. It happened when LeBron had we're the. We're not going to be reckless on this show, right? We're not just going to throw things out there and make. Hey, look, out. man. Look. Uh, the you only thing I would it. ask. The only thing I would ask is because I'm after a few months of uh, I tore my abductor. So when I do dunking, it, it's gonna hurt. You said basketball. Say again. Dunking said basketball is when you. No, no, I tore my abductor. I wish it was that. I slipped. Were you down your too? You did it probably getting out of bed, right? It was my hip hurting right now, and, and and I get it. I'm 44, so the body changes. But I happen to be one of the people that can still dunk a basketball at 44. And so they were saying this. I'm like, yo, man, like dunking a basketball at six foot eight. It's not it wasn't the I would, I, I'm I would much rather go game. outside. I would much rather go outside. The only thing I would ask in order to do it is we're gonna put up money. I'm gonna get paid for it. It's gonna be a wager. That. Yes, I'm gonna get paid for it. Uh that's that's the difference in 44. You know, like I, I'm gonna get paid for it. I would much rather go outside and take every ounce of effort. That's what it takes for me now to dunk a basketball where it used to be with ease. I would go do that before. Any semblance of going on a football field and letting some defensive linemen hit me. I'm not getting hit by nobody. Fair. I'm not. That's not happening. You're also not dunking in a game with, with, with 22-year-olds around you. Absolutely. That's very it. different. Very different. I'm not putting myself. My dunk you is going to look question and answer. I'm more impressed with LeBron James. If Brady would have won the Super Bowl, that would be more impressive to me. But if LeBron can, with AD coming LeBron's back. LeBron's not going to win a championship this year? They're going to win. AD back. Man, they not. Win. Come on, stop. Huh? I know you you're a LeBron fan. That doesn't even sound rational. They're not going to win a championship. They just beat uh, the Nets. <laughs> they beat the Nets two nights ago, and they got hammered last night. They got beat by 30. They LeBron tired. didn't play. They were LeBron tired. had knee soreness and didn't play. They don't have to play two games in a row in a seven-game series. I don't know. Hey, look, look, look. Now you got people talking about nine-feet rims. Don't... 
I will hey I will show y'all I could dunk on a 10 foot rim, but y'all gonna put some money up. Y'all come up with the pot. We're gonna do a GoFundMe. We go do for it. me we if the money is if the money is right, y'all got it, baby. I'll go out and dunk, and it ain't gonna be pretty, but it's gonna be a dunk. It's gonna be a dunk. I can still dunk. You are gonna need all that money for your deductible. But go ahead. Nah, hey, look, man. After I tore my abductor, it was actually like two years ago. It was during the beginning of the the pandemic. Still on IR. Get, jumping hurts, but I can do it. I can do it. Hundred dollar bet. I'll take it, man. Y'all add the money up. Y'all just make sure y'all pay. Y'all make sure y'all pay. I the worst pay. thing is if we bet the hundred. This is the worst part about bets. We all hope that you hurt yourself if you don't try, because that's the only good thing is to watch you try. I'm going to dunk the basketball. Y'all gotta remember, I wouldn't say this if I didn't think if I if I didn't know if I thought if it was I think I could dunk. Driveway I rim. Say. What kind of rim was it? Bat, like the court or driveway rim? Ten foot rim on both. I've done it in lifetime and I've done it on on the um my my neighbors who has a ten foot rim. Ten foot rim. Ten foot rim. Man, I can dunk. It's all good. I can dunk. <laughs> I can still dunk, baby. Don't worry about it. Look, I nah, can't. I, those of you at home wondering, the Big Flow Show cannot dunk basketball today. I'm gonna dunk on my birthday, March 26th. That's what I'm gonna do. Y'all get the money up, and I'll do it for every in front of everybody. Watch the link below in the comments after you exactly. share. Exactly, exactly. All right, so NBA All Star man, um, you think that that LeBron's more impressive? Anybody out there listening, y'all tell me what's more impressive? More impressive, LeBron doing what he's doing in his 19th year at 37 years old, leading the league in scoring and leading his team, Sorry, obviously, because when he didn't play, they lost by 30. What's more impressive, LeBron? I see my man Crump says LeBron. Or is it Tom Brady at the ripe young age, at 44 years old, still being in the MVP conversation, leading his team, and and, and going in that, dropping back with the threat of a 355-pound animal hitting him at 44 years old? Bro, I'm not doing I'm not getting hit at 44. When I go out there and dunk, the only thing that I'm worried about is when I got to let the rim go, the impact with the ground. But ain't nobody coming full speed to take my life from me, bro. That's different. That's You're different. not getting fouled. You're not going to the whole heart and trying to dunk on a fast. You're not doing all those things. No, I'm not doing that. LeBron don't do that no more. LeBron, his game is elevated. His game when is elevated. They played against uh, the Nets the other night. He had all them steel dunks. Ah, give steel it to dunk. Me. But ain't nobody going, you know, unless somebody try to get kicked out of the league, nobody going to run you down and 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 and, and do a, a, you know, try to assault you unless you, you know, what's the boy name? Um, uh, Not A.J. Reddick. I'm tripping. The other dude, uh, Brayson oh. Allen. Grayson Unless you Grayson Allen, you ain't gonna go out assault nobody. So it's a it's a it's a, no, a fast break. Don't relatively safe safe bet is what you're trying to say. <laughs> a very very safe bet. Um, that that I, I don't know. What do you who do y'all think? So we got another one that says LeBron is more impressive. Y'all let me know. A uh, hundred dollars and my rehab. <laughs> I appreciate that, dog. My man Christian, who has his own uh, physical therapy. <laughs> He gonna pay me and then get paid. He gonna you back together. Yeah, you gonna want me to pay with that same hundred dollars that you. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's going towards. Yeah, I got you a hundred dollars and the rehab. Uh, I'm gonna dump this basketball March 26. Y'all get the money up. We gonna we we gonna do the whole thing, baby. Pay per view and pay per view gonna be right here on Streamyard. Let y'all see that I can still dump. I still say Tom Brady at 44 years old going out there leading a team and the threat of being hit, the threat of being hit by one of them dudes, bro, at 44 years old, I would evaporate on sight. I would just die right there. Have my funeral here, man. Like, don't don't even scrape me off this dog on field. Have my funeral right here. I can't take that type of contact at 44 years old. 
Tom Brady is out there doing it at an elite level, MVP status. Right now, if the, the vote ended uh, today for the NBA MVP, LeBron's in, in that in, in that conversation, along with you know probably Steph Curry, along with John Morant, you know uh, Joel Embiid. They're, they're in that conversation. When it comes to Tom Brady and where he ranked in the MVP numbers, he's either one or two. Either one or got second at 44 years old. I don't know, man. It's impressive. I'm a Brady it's hater. We're having this conversation because they're both impressive. They're very both impressive. Uh, they both defy the logic and, and have drank from the fountain of youth or something. Uh, NBA selection. Uh, this all started because LeBron it was the top vote getter in the West. KD was the top vote getter in the East. They are the two captains. Uh, and Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, finally made it. Pretty impressive. Uh, James, uh, no, no, sorry. John Morant is a starter, well-deserved, playing out of his mind. Uh, we don't know who the reserves will be yet, so we'll wait to talk about the snubs. Uh, but in terms of a starter, some argued that Devin Booker would be a snub because he's playing out of his mind. But the problem is in the West, you, you if you're going to be a front-court player, you know, uh, he's not a front-court player, rather, so he's got to go in the backcourt. And Lord knows he's not going to take any one of those spots. So tough, but I think fair. Uh, we'll see who the reserves are to figure out whether or not the, there have been snubs. James Harden in the NBA is talking about uh, somehow, some way he does not live like living in Brooklyn. I think he's just trying to – he figures out a way to get out of a situation. I don't think he likes being a part of this particular big three because you got the Kyrie – Number three. <laughs> that's number three. But Kyrie's also, he said, impacting what he feels to be a little bit of a – an issue with Brooklyn. He doesn't like the fact that Kyrie gets to come play part-time. Do you think James Harden is right? I don't know how any single man, I think James Harden is still single. I don't know how any single man could not like living in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the mecca of single men. Like, you should love living in Brooklyn. That is a borough that single men do very well in normally. But James Harden doesn't like it, and he doesn't like Kyrie playing part-time. Does he have a legitimate complaint? Now, remember, this episode is Life Ain't Fair. Does he have a legitimate complaint? With at least the Kyrie part, I think he's going crazy with the Brooklyn part. Go ahead. I'll say this: you know, he's from California, so maybe that he doesn't like Brooklyn. He wants the uh, kickback lifestyle, wearing some looks and the, uh, you know, the, the sunshine in his, in his face and his beard. But Brooklyn just is not. That's the opposite of California. So I think that's probably why he doesn't like it. Um, I think he's just a wanderer. I mean, why? First of all, why? Are you, there's no reason why you and I should have any idea that he has a problem with Kyrie. Who, why, who are you telling that to? What is that for? You think that's going to make Kyrie play more often? I think. Um, I think that it's it's, it's just it's it's frustration. One of the reasons why he never wins championships is just because he's a self guy. I mean, that's the thing. He's frustrated, but why are you talking about it in in the league? Go tell Kyrie that. You think right. Kyrie's reading the paper? He's gonna start coming and playing those games now. You think that the team is gonna read what you said and make a decision based on on that? Just shut up and play, man. You guys have a chance to win a championship. You're gonna blow it up because you're gonna start some cancerous stuff in their locker room, which I'd be happy because I don't want to see them win. But like, shut up, man. Some people can't get out of their own way. They can't get out of their own way. We'll see, man. I think when you watch all three of them on the court at the same time, man, it, it, it's going to be tough for anybody to beat them four out of seven times. My man, Devron Harper. What's up, D-Harp? D-Harp in the building. Chili D in the building, baby. Two Gs. Uh, For those of you who don't know, that's the class of 2000 at Notre Dame. They were very, very, very uh, obnoxious like the Cowboys. So we didn't. How about them boys? Class of 2G was very obnoxious with their 2G. But my 
my folk, my, my younger brothers. What's up, my brother? He says a tennis ball. No, a basketball. I'm going to dunk a basketball. At oh, tennis. that's what he's talking about. I want to know what he's talking about. He's talking about a tennis ball, man. I, I, Nerf Grapefruit, <laughs> Nerf fruit, a Nerf fruit, a Nerf fruit. Nah, bro, it's a ten foot. Uh, the McDonald's All American Game was selected. That's the high school game, the preeminent, uh, the the premier uh, high school All Star game. And uh, there have been conversations about people that have been snubbed from that. Again, man, life ain't fair. I think that a lot of people you only get twenty four spots, so inevitably it's going to be number twenty five, number twenty six is going to feel like they should have made it. I got to plug up my, my computer. They're going to feel like they should have made it. But just life ain't fair. It's 24 spots. So somebody's going to feel as though, somebody's going to feel as though, hey, man, I should have been included. But that's just the way it is. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the McDonald's All-American game. As my sons are getting closer and closer to that age, man, uh, we we enjoy watching McDonald's All-American game. Place where you find tomorrow's stars uh, in today's game. Looking forward to it. Uh, but now we are going to talk about this MLB Hall of Fame. Because in this episode of Life Ain't Fair, uh, there's a lot of conversation about whether or not the Hall of Fame and the, the selection of the Hall of Fame, and it was the uh, the writers. So, it, 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 and and I, I learned a lot more than I ever really wanted to know about the MLB uh, Hall of Fame selection process. But I guess there's two main entry points. Most people uh, go through uh, the writers. The normal entry is through the writers, and that's the uh, BBWAA. I don't know, baseball writers, associate, whatever it is. Um, uh, you only have a 10-year window from the moment that you are eligible until uh, the moment of uh, your selection. You only have a 10-year window. And so the likes of Barry Bonds and uh, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clements, and Kurt Schilling, all had their 10-year window expire this year. And so now um, uh, Pete Rose, okay, so so now, now we, we're into a, a, a situation where there is sort of a supplemental draft, if you will, to use the NFL analogy. There's another way to get in, but the traditional primary way of entering into the Hall of Fame that has expired for the likes of Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Pete Rose. So, 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 is it fair that these guys that put up crazy numbers, especially in the case of Barry Bonds, that had a cloud of doubt over their careers related to PEDs? Uh, I don't think Barry Bonds ever failed a test. Sammy Sosa. The MLB rolled the wave of uh, Sammy Sosa and that and his 60 home runs. That 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 whole year, uh, him and Mark McGuire, the MLB, they 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 really, I think, owe Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa a lot because I thought baseball was dead until that they resurrected Major League Baseball. But yet, um, despite his his skin color change. Uh, I thought on paper Sammy Sosa should have made it. Barry Bonds, un, unquestioned. Uh, Roger Clemens, uh, you you saw his statement this week. He basically said, "Look, that doesn't define me. Uh, I've already moved on." Um, uh, Kurt Schilling asked to be taken off the ballot. So baseball is at this intersection where the reality is we know that the cloud of doubt. Uh, that permeated over these particular players also permeated the whole league. 
it's been estimated that close to 75 or 80 percent of the league at that time during that era let's call it the ped area era were all using some sort of performance performance enhancement drug but yet these men are held out of the hall of fame i've heard arguments that people say look man they're a bunch of cheaters people cheat on their wives cheat on their taxes cheated in other ways baseball players that cheated excuse me pitchers that cheated with with, with different um you know uses of of, of, of lubricants or whatever it was to, to, to help out their their pitching um there have been people <laughs> there have been people that <laughs> have talked about uh the people that are in the hall of fame that uh played during a time of segregation and didn't have to play against black players when there was a, a, a Negro baseball league. So they didn't play against the best, yet their stats are are, are, are held with uh, the same regard as other people's statistics rather asterisk next to them. So I ask here, is it fair that Barry Bonds, we'll start with Barry Bonds, uh, because I think each one of these people has individual cases, uh, obviously, when considered on the ballot, but, but Barry Bonds stands out to me. Barry Bonds, with the numbers that he put up is never potentially never going to be in the baseball hall of fame in cooperstown is that fair absolutely not i think it's atrocious first of all i go back to what you're saying baseball owes them everything i mean what tiger woods did for for golf was fantastic and i feel like in the early 90s was it mid 90s the late 90s i would say barry bonds and, and sammy Sosa were doing the similar for baseball, meaning getting guys who never really cared about baseball like myself to go to games. I was actually buying tickets and going to games because it was so exciting. Now it's since dwindled. I don't really care that much about baseball anymore, but that's how exciting it was for the game. So on almost on that alone, they should, they should do it. The writers uh, who I'll get into my feeling about the writers having, having all this power uh, in a second, but the writers, should be nothing but thankful because of all the juice that they got. All the baseball writers out there, they got be their careful with juice. Be careful with juice. That was a double entendre. Juice. <laughs> but uh, so they, all those people, they have so much that they owe to these guys to do whatever. Um, when you talk about eighty percent of the league being on steroids, I mean, every for every steroid you were swinging that bat. Um, first of all, the baseball wasn't tested, so they. I don't even know if they were. It was technically illegal i think there was there's questions as to whether or not they were even really breaking the rules per se but you know shame on baseball for knowing that sammy sosa went from a scrawny little kid to a hulk and you never questioned it shame on you for not realizing that uh uh mark mcguire's forearms are the size of my thighs so you know seven seven mvps for bonds thanks uh shane ellis appreciate you watching the show all the the stats that you're getting out of these guys. And at the same time, the pitchers were on the, the greenies or whatever they were saying, those amphetamines that they were on. So you're, it was, it was PED versus PED, right? Going against it. The whole league was going out there. Um, you know, they never got in a situation where those guys got kicked out of the, the, the league or suspended in the league for doing it. It's all retroactive stuff. So, you know, I think it's crazy, but I, I don't know why they do a 10 year limit. It just seems really weird. I don't think anybody else has a limit like that. And I don't I don't like giving all the power to the media. I mean, who are you? You're a media guy. You're just a fan or whatever. I think you have to give something to the 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 current players, the players in the, in the uh, and I think the second the secondary way there is this, but 
you know, I like the idea. I think, I think it was supposed to, it was supposed to be just to answer your question, and I'll let you continue. Sorry to interrupt, but I no, think see. it was supposed to be the writers got the power because they wanted to make sure that it was objective. They didn't want to give the players the power because then it could be more of a, you know, a, a, a popularity contest. And I and I think that was the intention, but but yeah. the writers aren't as objective as we thought they were. No. Right? They all get together and they make their stance and they stand on their high horse and do whatever. A current player can back there and say to themselves, look, man, I'm voting this dude in because Barry Bonds was good before he did steroids. He was a Hall of Famer before he became a home run monster. When he was skinny, yeah. Barry Bonds was really good too. Right? And then yes, he got well. to be swole, swole Barry Bonds and, and did crazier stuff later. But, I mean, he had a long, strong season. So, you know, the media didn't like him. He never was friendly with the media. That plays a that plays a role. We see it in the NFL Hall of Fame. If you if you join the um the, if you if you're a member of the media, you're more likely to get in the Hall of Fame than if you're not a member of the media. You know, uh, a la Randy Moss Randy versus Moss. Terrell Owens. Yeah. yeah, versus Terrell Owens. Like they get now he made it. Terrell Owens made it in, but he was not a first ballot Hall of Fame. It was the first ballot, but Randy Moss was sitting next to the people. They like you became one of us. Now we're going to vote you in, even though when he was a player, he was as big or more of a villain probably than Terrell Owens in some regards for some of his, you know, his, his remarks. So, you know, Kurt Schilling, I don't know a lot about him, but if he didn't get in because of his political views and the fact that he might be a racist, what does that have to do with baseball? If his numbers speak for themselves, I don't, I'm not going to watch his speech, but whether or not you like uh, black people shouldn't be uh, a role in whether or not you're one of the best players to ever do it, whether or not you're a jerk, I just think that the writers just have too much, and I'm not here to defend the guy, but I'm just saying realistically what's right is right. It should be based on what you did. Now, granted, if you killed somebody or you, some you know crime or whatever, I understand it should be outrageous. If you cheated, like um, Pete Rose, you bet on bet on baseball. I understand. Never bet that. on his own games, though. Never bet on. Never his bet own on his own games, but that's supposed to be a thing. But but, like, but that was in an era where now look, the same people that say you should never bet. Are, are major investors in some of these online betting. Like, th things have changed. We've evolved. Even betting isn't as taboo as it used to be. As long as you ain't betting on your own games. Now you can smoke reefers at the casino. Uh, but go ahead. I, 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 just, I, I don't know. I just, at the end of the day, I, I just think it's, it's your Hall of Fame is a sham. You got best hitter of probably arguably one of the best hitters of all time, if not the best hitter of all time. Definitely the single season home run champ, not in your Hall of Fame. You guys are ear sham. I, I think that the, the baseball is going to get exactly what they're asking for because they come from this perch of holier than thou. The purity of the game is so important that we've got to keep those guys out. And we heard it at nauseum when it came to Pete Rose. But now you look at a guy like Barry Bonds. Right, seven-time MVP is has been disclosed. Thank you, my man Shane, for for your your contribution there. Uh, fourteen time he uh, fourteen-time All-Star, home run derby champ, twelve-time Silver Silver Slugger, eight-time Golden Glove, career seven hundred and sixty-two home runs. Look at a guy like Roger Clement, won the MVP. Uh, uh, he was a two-time Triple Crown, seven-time Cy Young, eleven-time All-Star, seven-time Air Title. Uh, and Sammy Sosa won the MVP, seven-time All-Star, home run derby champ, six-time silver, uh, silver slugger. So you look at those things and what they were able to accomplish on the baseball field, and it seems as though if it's going to be a Hall of Fame that acknowledges and celebrates the accomplishments on the field, 
then they should be included. Now, in this episode of Life, Life Ain't Fair, if you ask me whether or not it's fair, absolutely. Because it's the way that they've always done it. For me, Hall of Fame just means the, the, the HOF is a hall of opinions, fam. Right? It's a bunch of opinions. And I like the fact that, that Roger Clemens has now moved on with his life. Kurt Schilling said, take me off the ballot. Because I think what baseball is going to get is exactly what they're asking for is people start to uh, 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 look at it as the political opinionated elitism that it is. And there's going to be a separate uh, hall of fame in air quotes. That is just going to be where the players show reverence and respect to the people that they know created uh, the statistical output that they dream of. Uh, protected a league that was uh, on the brink of complete disaster and made it so that they could still have a league to play in. Let's be honest, baseball was on the ropes. And I give a lot of credit to Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire for that year where it brought everyone back in. You look at the viewership, you look at what the contracts, you look at how the holdouts were because they couldn't figure out how to pay those contracts. And, 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 you know, it was really at the brink of disaster when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa did what they did. Uh, and, Recently and, and that's, the strike, right? I mean, a couple of years before they had the strike. That's they, right. And, and the strike yeah. was based on, you look at the numbers, and it was just that the business model was, was on its head. Mm-hmm. And so you needed something that was, you know, just just magnanimous to bring people back. And it happened. Did it happen with two people that were more than likely uh, engaged in some form of performing enhancement drug? Absolutely. Uh, but I think we all knew it then. Uh, but they did it in an era that it was it was well accepted. It was well known. It was it was a part of the competition. If both of us are, are on, and I've said this about track and field, um, I. I I think the sport has a black eye because every world record you question whether or not the person was on steroids. But if we're all on steroids, then, you know, it is what it is. I think that maybe they should create an era in the hall of fame. I'm thinking of physically in Cooper towns. that says this era had a bunch of questionable statistics, but these people were the best of the best within that era. They still deserve to be in the hall of fame. But in this, this episode of life ain't fair to me, life ain't fair. Move on. These bunch of opinion opinionated writers who have the, the 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 power of the pen. To me, it's like when I go to a club, right? We all know the guy at the door who who might you know he might not like you because you too swagged out. You look too nice. You know what I mean? How dare you come in here looking on fresh? Trip is fantastic, right? He's got the power of saying yes or no if you get in. Is that fair? No, big doofy dummy could never get a girl if your life depended on it. You gonna determine whether or not I get in. But the truth of the matter is that they have that power within that that situation and that circumstance. And the same is true with these writers, BWBAA, uh, whatever, the writers, uh, because they have the power. And unfortunately, they have used that power to, uh, from this particular uh, on-ramp, they've used that power to stop these players from getting into the Hall of Fame. Again, life ain't fair. We just got to accept it. Uh, I don't know if you had any last words on it. I'll look to see if the comments, but. It is what it is, man. You know, um, don't expect people that that have their they're on their high horse to have their opinions that are very nose in the air. Uh, have you? Don't expect them to 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 uh, you know turn their 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 head and be sensible because a lot of them aren't sensible. 
I'll give you last word on it before we go home for the day. No, I just I, I don't think if I look at the way that the NF the, the NBA does it in general, I don't think it's consistent with the other other professional sports. Um, when you look at like you know comparing eras, I think uh, you know look at NFL. We had twelve games, then went sixteen games. Now we have seventeen games, but they don't take that into account when they look at stats and records or whatever. Things change, things evolve. The eras are different. And NBA basketball. You know, they had the hand-check error versus non-hand-check error. That doesn't come into effect when you talk about records or anything like that. It just – it is what it is. Things change. Um, steroids was never tested for in the in, in, in baseball, to my knowledge. I'm saying a little bit – Which makes them well. complicit. It makes them Which complicit. Makes, makes the league complicit. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. So, I mean, so they never really tested it. Other, otherwise, people wouldn't have done it. They start testing for things. If you don't want me to do it, you got to test. Just make sure they're not doing it. They didn't care. So now you can't go back later, and it's not the NBA, the uh, MLB that's doing it, it's the writers, but you can't really go backwards and say, I'm going to penalize you for something that you never got caught for doing because we just pretty much know that you must have been doing it because of some other things, and we went back and looked at some samples that never – I mean, well, come on. Maybe they got caught once and never did it again, and then they would have been fine. I don't know. From a technical yeah. standpoint, the NFL and NBA might be different, but it's the same political BS that prevents certain players from getting it. It's the same political BS that now we're saying um, Antonio Brown, because of his shenanigans, probably won't be in, ever be a Hall of Famer. But if you look at his stats, he should be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've got to get to a point where politics should not play a role in whether or not players get in. There is a morality clause uh, for the MLB. There's some, some, some morality component uh, as a factor. And so I think that they're using that as the barrier. But again, you know, if you're going to use it conveniently for people you don't like, because a morality clause for me says that if you ever cheat on your wife, you shouldn't be in there. If you ever cheat on your taxes, you shouldn't be in there. If you were just a jerk of a human being who didn't treat Never people. Never turn right on red. No Hall of Fame for you. Right? Like, where does the morality limit uh, start and stop? Um, look. Again, this is the Life Ain't Fair episode, but it seems as though, in this case, it especially is not fair. Because if you look at some of the, the, the personalities that are in the in Cooperstown, in the Baseball Hall of Fame, you ain't got a bunch of patron saints in there. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. So we're going to choose this single single issue. PEDs is the thing that's going to be the litmus test. Seems, seems crazy to me. Uh, Kurt Schilling, as my man Shane said, thanks again, Shane, for the contributions. Uh, it, it's more of a, he was just a, he's too political and too much of a, a polarizing figure for the writers, but it's just like, yo man, aren't, aren't we, aren't we supposed to be looking at their baseball prowess, their contributions to the game statistically? Isn't that what we're supposed to be looking at? Or has it become something different? If it's something different, let us know. Uh, Barry Bonds is going to be one that we all scratch our heads because on paper, he's arguably the best player ever. Arguably. If you look at his, his product, productivity, the man put up numbers. Um, so we'll leave it there. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, 30-second round, man, NCAA stuff. I see this kid, Jermaine Burton, a wide receiver transfer from Georgia to Alabama. He put up big numbers at Georgia and decided to transfer to Alabama. I think this is where I get off the train. I'm This is too far. This, to me, is the same thing as Kevin Durant, other than the fact that, that they didn't, you know, Alabama didn't beat Georgia. But you go and transfer to the, the rival within your conference that you just played a national championship, I think that's too far for me, man. 
I think that's where I, I get off the train, like, bro, like, nah, you need a hug, man. Where is the loyalty? Could you imagine? Like, I'm not going to be cool with you no more if you just go transfer to USC because you got a better opportunity. Like, things are working yeah, here. Hey, the transfer hey, is supposed to be for when it's not working. Things are working here, Jermaine. You balling. For the team. He worked out. He made things that work out for team. He gave you guys a national championship for a time since 1980. You guys aren't grateful, right? Now you now now I can't go for self. I stayed here, won the championship. Now I want to go where the the first receiver off the board every season that comes from Bama. I want to go there and be the first receiver off the board. So he's looking for himself. What do you, what can you do? What can you do? The, fan, the you fans, do? Uh, the Georgia fans especially agree with me. They have given him grief. Oh, you think? Yeah, they, and they should though, man. Like, what, you gonna go play for them? Yeah, we beat them. <laughs> Uh, my Most question people, is: does he, I thought can, the transfer can he wear was the like, ring on campus. That's the question. Can he wear the ring on campus? I just don't get it, man. I guess the same thing with Caleb Williams. The transfer I thought was for for when it wasn't working out. I got to go over here because it's just not working out. There is nothing whatsoever that is not working out for Jermaine Burton at Georgia. You on the field? You balling? We winning? We didn't win the SEC championship, but we won the, 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 the big championship. We won the national championship. But you're going to go play for the dudes that beat us in the SEC championship game? Oh, yes. man, this generation is different. Would you it's rather different. have somebody run from a problem or go because he's trying to enhance himself? What what makes you feel better? A guy that doesn't want to compete and transfers because he can't get on the field? Or a guy I'm that's just transferring? Old school I, for what? I'm old school. I, I would rather a guy stay and make it work even when Eric is not working right. out. He wants to be the first guy off the board. And every year, Bama got the receiver first guy off the board. Every year. Then just, if you want to be the first off the board, work your absolute tail off just and go. just be better than it's everybody else. There, You know, they A.J. Green was a, a first off the board for Georgia when he came out. It's possible. Now, is he – Alabama's got way more examples of that. Way more. So I'm gonna go where I'm going where but you're talking to the wrong person, I guess. I'm going where 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 I want to reinvent the wheel. I want to get there the way I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play. Now, is he that good of a receiver? I I don't really know. No, he's he, good. He, no, he's, he's he can play. He can flat out play. He can flat out play. But I I, I just I, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know. I, I like that comment. Might be running too. You never know, man. It may something might happen. You see, my man Randy um, Watson, aka Cheeky Black, says this is the LeBron Duran effect, and that might be true. Because we said that through the transfer portal uh, and through the flexibility of these players, this essentially has become free agency. But, I mean, my gosh. And Caleb Williams, I thought he was just testing the market to, 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 to you know, enhance maybe his name, image, and likeness, marketability, and to just see what was out there. But I, don't, I didn't really think he was going to leave. This guy is leaving after being an integral part of the offense. But a team that was in the SEC championship game and a team yeah. that then went, won the national championship. I don't know, bro. Where where does this end? That's what this has become. That's what this yeah. has become. Caleb Williams coach left. It's not the place he agreed to go to. He's going to look around. Now, now. Fair, I'm fair. That's different. So How about Jermaine? Gonna, I think, what if, but he maybe got a better NIL deal in Alabama. You know how much they probably paid him to transfer? Uh, we'll go on. We'll, 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 we'll head out with this. Shador Sanders, uh, speaking of NIL deals, 
I got the Gatorade deal. He's the first from an HBCU to get such a significant size NIL deal. Uh, so good for him. Um, and NIL continues to evolve, man. Uh, this has been uh, the It Ain't Fair episode. Life Ain't Fair episode, rather. I can't believe you agree. A true freshman playing? Won an Astro champion? What else you want? He want, he want great fed to him. He want to be bathed. He want to come in America bathing scene. Hey, your your royal stuff is clean, your highness. What else do you want? What hey, else man. is there, man? Free country. He's following the rules. <laughs> That's what he wants to do. Pays his taxes. Oh, man. Yes, oh, man. It's, too, it's too far for me. I officially am off the train. I was all for it. I'm, I'm officially off the train now, man, because you you just leaving just because you can leave. Like, what yeah, about so your teammates? What about you ain't create no relationships that were worth saying? I ain't leaving, man. It's my boy. We finna ride it out. No, maybe, nothing. Maybe there's some. Maybe he got two years of, of good quarterback play. Maybe maybe the pipeline of Georgia is, is slim after this year. He thought today was good. He'll never know. It's his grown. He grown. He's eighteen. He's grown. He do what he wants. Oh, man, man, uh, all right, man. It, this has been the Life Ain't Fair episode. Uh, we are now down to two, and then there were two. It's your boy. Uh, the Big Flow Show. Uh, peace out. Any parting words before you get out of here, my man? No, guys. Just everybody, let's just look for another exciting weekend of football. And uh, I hope it doesn't snow anymore in Chicago. I hear it snowing in Chicago. If anybody lives in Chicago, if anybody lives in Chicago, I'm not there right now. If you wouldn't mind going to my house and shoveling the driveway, I wouldn't be mad at you. <laughs> you, you, want, you want that Jermaine Burton treatment while you going? I do. I do. I do. Uh, uh, anyway, all right, y'all. All right, Big Flow Show. Uh, look, man, it's been another great episode. You know what it is. It's your boy, B. Brown ESK, a.k.a. The Ball Hall, a.k.a. The Mouth of South, a.k.a. Mr. Success Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy. Uh, I'm going to get my picks this week, so stay tuned for that. Later today, I'm going to get my picks for the AFC and NFC Championship game. We're going to release that uh, at the uh, – the the. I'll let you know how I'm going to release it. How about that? Uh, but that will be coming. This has been a great show, man. Life ain't fair. We know when it comes to some of the things that we've seen, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the flip of the coin. In overtime, whether it be uh, the NBA uh, All-Star selection, whether it be the Hall of Fame selection, life just ain't fair. The earlier that we learn that, the earlier that we embody that, the earlier that we accept that, the quicker that we can move on from it. Don't expect people to give you exactly what you think you deserve because life ain't fair. Take what they give you and make the most of it, man, or you can transfer. Uh, like that's the new thing. Uh, Y'all stay up, man. We'll be here next week. You know what it is. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with Sports Business Entertainment Collide. We ask you humbly and kindly, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and our podcast. And with that, we is out. Peace.